I'm your host, Brian Bauer, and today we have Dina. Dina, how you doing, sweetie? I'm good. How are you? Hey, just living the life, living the life, you know? We have a big yeah. show today. We have a lot to go over, and then we have the one, the only, from the San Francisco Chronicle, Matt Burroughs, joining us soon, and that will be uh, in the second part of the show, and uh, heck, uh, Jeff might be uh, Jeff might be joining us later as well too. So, um, so yeah, so we have a lot to go over, um, and uh, the last game. <laughs> Can we bypass that? I was good, you know. You're you're up seventeen to three, and then Phil Dawson hooks it. I think at that point you said, "Uh oh, here we go." Mm-hmm. And the second one, uh oh. <laughs> I think at that point you realize that we could be in trouble at that point. Um, but you know what, Phil Dawson, uh. He's been clutch. He's really been clutch for us all this all his time. He had a bad game. Did he lose us a game? Yes, but 
You know what? Maybe someone just wants us to get that number one pick. Maybe that's maybe maybe that that is the momentum going to this year that we want that number one pick. We want to get Miles Garrett, and this is just how the way it goes. Um, we'll talk about that bunch bunch later here. Um, but uh, you know, I'm we usually don't do this, but you know, we only have three weeks left. Um, and I'm going to take a chance that this show comes through and puts the show together. Mm. And I told you we would, we would have big, big news coming. So me and Dina were talking the other day and I said, what can we end it with? What, what's a big show we can end it with? Right. Cause we always have the big shows, you know, this year it's been, it's been nonstop, you know, you know, Heath Evans, that was a huge show. Um, we tried to get Heath back. Unfortunately, he can't come back um, this year because, you know, they got to get ready for the draft and all that Super Bowl stuff, um, unfortunately. But I said, we need a big show. And one of the funner shows this year was when I let Dina take over the mic and surprised her with Derek Deeds. So I said, well, you know, who's Derek know that we can we can bring on? And I said, you know what, Dina? I said, the one guy that I've always wanted and one of my favorite running back, I'm not saying that he is the, you know, favorite running back, probably number 33 is, or, you know, but my favorite running back was always a Garrison Hurst. So Double D said, if you can get G to do it, we'll do it. And uh, I'm going to take it. I'm going to take a thing. I think we we do get that done. We do get that done. Um, we're hoping that timing's right. We're hoping that this happens. Um, Derek D. Garrison Hurst live on Niners Radio to end the year. Um, and then we're going to go into uh, just like last year. We're going to have a free agent show. We're going to have a uh, draft show. We're going to do again the uh, the mock draft. That was fun. That was fun. And then um, obviously um, um, we have combining shows actually. Um, and I've been working on this a little bit with Rombo. And Rombo and I are going to do a live show. He's going to be doing a live on YouTube while I'm on it with you guys on Dock of the Bay. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, so we're going to try something different. Uh, the two shows that a lot of people listen to, uh, we're going to get our thoughts about everything. So it's uh, it's great, exciting news. And, um, and Dina? Uh, do you have any comments to say about what we just said there? No, I'm excited. I'm hoping that the two boys, they've been going back and forth on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to, I'm trying to nail them down, but they just keep, one of them's like, who has the big mouth, the big mouth. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, if Derek yeah. wants you to go, you know, if Derek wants you to still go, um, golfing, that eh, might be part of the deal. It right? might have to be part of the deal. 
I might have to throw that at him now. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. He said I had to golf, but hey. You want me to golf, Becky? You better bring yours and hers on. That's right. That's right. Number 20, baby. And it's funny that we were saying this because of the Jets and obviously the famous 97-yarder of Ron. But, um, uh, yeah, so let's – We have have Jeff on with us, too. Okay, good. Jeff, how are we doing, buddy? Doing good. Yourself? Good, good, good. We're – we were just um, proposing uh, our big show um, that uh, I think we have about 80% complete, and that would be the Derek Deese and Garrison Hurst show. It our last nice. show, and then we're going to go into, you know, obviously me and you are going to go into free agency and then the draft, and uh, me and you are starting to talk about that already. And oh, then, yeah. um And then me and Rombo, and obviously if you want to join – um, we're going to do, he's going to do a live YouTube and I'm, I'll be doing, uh, the show for the live picks, uh, on draft day. I think it'd be something kind of cool to do. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're excited for that. We're excited for that. And, uh, you know, we have some stuff to go over. So, uh, let's, uh, let's start here, guys. Um, 49ers have placed, uh, tight end Vance McDonald on injured reserve. Not surprising. Um, 49ers also placed Daniel center Daniel Kilgore on injured reserve and promoted Alex Belducci to the active roster. And from what I hear, he'll be the backup center. So Mr. Martin will get a shot. Um, if Joe Staley's out again this week, um, I know uh, we'll get more when Matt comes on. I, I'm not too sure if he, he practiced today or not, but, um, Last week, they went with uh, a left tackle. They went from Zane Beatles, uh, Andrew Tiller, Marcus Martin, uh, Joshua Garnett, who who is having a very uh, – he's getting better and better at every game I've seen. And then, obviously, the right tackle, Trent Brown, which is um, – um, could be our one pro bowler, guys. I was think? just going to say that. Probably our only pro bowler. <laughs> Probably our pro bowler, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, and uh, so, you know, that's what we're looking at. Um, then there was also news in um, when we play the Rams in week 16, they're going to have their old blue and yellow throwback uniforms on when they play us. Um, I think it'd be kind of cool if we go by, went back and put the uh, old 94 old white jerseys on. What do you guys think about that? That'd be kind of cool. Oh, yeah, that, that would, would look cool. That would look, look real cool. I wonder if they ever thought about that. But I think it's a home decision on that part. But that's all right. Uh, so, yeah, we'll see those old ones. Uh, um, obviously, in the later days with Tory Holt and that, we didn't have much success with that, but that's all right. And um, we have um, – there's – we had the Chicago invasion obviously two weeks ago, and uh, I want to thank Jim Walker. He put a real nice post out there to me on, on my page, and you know I appreciate that, Jim. Um, we want to thank the Walker family. Um, I think it was a very successful year with with them. Um, we took them under our wing for this year. Um, 
And, uh, you know, we wish Audrey Rose the best. And um, obviously uh, next year we'll pick another family. Um, but, uh, you know, um, we did a lot of good things for Audrey this year. And um, she's part of the family now. So um, thank you, Jim. Thank you, Audrey Rose. Um, it was definitely a fun year. Um, and uh, I appreciate that. Uh, all the kind words you said to us. Um, it was a fun year. It was a fun year, guys. Um, and then, um, obviously, it wasn't yeah, there. There wasn't too many seats, you know, uh, that were filled last week with the Jets game. But um, you know, from my understanding, they were giving away tickets for ten dollars, and people still weren't buying tickets. What can you do, guys? And we'll talk about that later. But um, now everyone's talking about it. This was one of the games that the 49er, um, the 49er media is going to be attending. And uh, this is the Atlanta takeover invasion. Um, so if you're going to Atlanta, this is the big one. Uh, this is one that um, a lot of a lot of the chapters are going to. So we tried to get someone from there on there, but I guess they had to work late tonight. But uh, we wish you guys the best out there. Um, never been to Atlanta, but uh, maybe one day. But um, And, uh, yeah, just so everyone knows, it's like minus 22 in Chicago today. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a, it's a nice 56 here in California today. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. <laughs> Thought I'd throw that out there. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, who's, who's making the crackling? Who, who, who's crackling there? Okay. Whoever it is, stop. So, okay. Um. So we had. Uh, so we're looking for future games here and we have uh we know who the home games are we obviously gonna play arizona we're gonna play the los angeles rams seattle seahawks the dallas cowboys the new york giants the jacksonville jaguars the tennessee titans and then the nsc south here's where it gets interesting because we lost both carolina and the saints who are tied right now so if they tie, I I don't know, I don't know if that goes to divisional record who we play. So we're playing one of them, Carolina or the Saints. I hope it's Carolina. I'm I'm sick of playing the Saints. Um, the away games: uh, Arizona, the Rams, obviously Seattle, Philadelphia, Washington, Houston, the Colts, and yes. Invasion 3, one more time. NFC North, the Bears and 49ers are confessing dead last in their division. That's why um, the the 49ers will come out to Chicago for the third year in a row. I don't mind. Let's just hope that the better next year, okay? Um, now something, we didn't, something we didn't talk about. Um, oh, actually... Uh, did you guys have any comments about the the future schedule for uh, next year? 
before I go on. It's going to be another rough year. That's all I can say about it. I mean, Indy, luck, you know, luck missed a few weeks and injuries. They're not going to be down and out for long. And, you know, everybody else in that division's up. And then you got East. You know, NFC East is going to be, well, I mean, I think every one of them is going to be a playoff team almost. So. Okay. It's going to be a long year. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean. I don't see it getting better, so. <laughs> I say at least two games better, but it's still going to be a long year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. Man. All right. So, I know Jeff's going to argue with me on this one, but I I planned on last week to give you my top five quarterbacks now this is just now, guys. This this is going to change, okay? Um, I've watched these five quarterbacks, and some of these guys might not even come out. So, um, Mitch Trubisky, um, I think he's got first round talent, but he's got more develop more. Uh, I think he pats the ball too much, bad bad mechanics. I gave him the only first round grade in the entire draft. Um, Generous Yeah, Deshaun Kaiser I think he's a mid-second round pick I think he should have stayed in school another year He did declare that he's coming out Um, Deshaun Watson Here's another guy Everyone thought he was a top five pick Definitely, right? I got him going late in the second round Maybe even in the third round Last year a lot of people thought he was a top 10 pick without a doubt. He's aggressed, okay? Um, mm-hmm. He was one of them that, things for one year. One yeah. year wonder, dude. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a guy that me and Jeff were talking about, um, and I, I did, you know, I know Jeff couldn't find him on, uh, what was that, draft tech, but uh, these next two guys are juniors. They might come out. They might not. Okay. Uh, Pat Mahomes, I really like. Mid third round talent. Um, could be a first round pick if he stays another year. I think. Um, he broke all the records in the in division. You know, threw close to forty two hundred yards. Had close to thirty touchdowns. Um, you know, I, I think he's about six foot. Uh, real nice touch. Um, again, probably in best interest for him to stay one more year. Um, the other guy I liked, and I would have put Jeff's guy in here if he didn't hurt himself, but the other guy I'm really interested in, and he might go up to my number two, is Luke Falk. Okay? Right now, I have him as a late fourth-round pick. Okay? But He's one of those guys that I think could jump off the the board to maybe even be, the top second round. Could. I'm going to say he'd be middle second round. Yeah, could. Uh, you know, uh, real good quarterback, not not talented, not very talented around him though. You know, I, I'm not I'm not saying he's he's Dak Prescott. I'm not saying that, but. 
this guy, you know, some of the footage on him makes you think, oh, the little bit more trained, this guy could be really good. Um, and Jeff, uh, before the injury, why don't, we, why don't you talk about your guy? I believe he would have been the number one quarterback in the draft, and he would have been probably a good pick at number two, and that's Chad Kelly. Um, before he got before he got his ACL injury, and um, mm-hmm. you know a lot of people won't like this. It's it is a bulky move, but if Chad Kelly's on the board in the fifth round, I would absolutely draft him. Um, he is a uh, he can sit behind a, a ponder or another veteran we bring in for if that they keep, um, and learn mm-hmm. the system for one year until I think who will be probably. A legitimate starter in this league, he can be if he can come back from the ACL, which I think a quarterback comes back easier from an ACL than a running back or a wide receiver can due to the cutting. And what, and, what are the chances you think he maybe maybe he's an unrestricted, maybe doesn't get drafted and you pick him up? Or a seventh-round pick? I mean, I would say sixth or seventh-round pick. Somebody's going to take a, a chance on him. I mean, he has all the he has all the touch on the ball, you know. He's he's got the arm and mechanics down to be an NFL quarterback. Unfortunately, you know, he doesn't have that year to shine that he he was having a good mm-hmm. year until the ACL injury. Yeah. So, no. But um, I mean, I know it's early, but I'm going to say this. If he does decide to come out as a junior, he was a Heisman snub this year. I would everybody look at Jake Browning from Washington. Yep. Mm-hmm. He probably again, be the talk of the again, draft class in eighteen. And again, Jeff, I mean, same thing with Watson. Everyone's you know obviously won the Heisman. He might come out next year and just <laughs> what the hell happened? I mean, you don't know with these guys. You don't know with these guys, um, the 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 triple threat, um, and you know I think we're all sick of it. We're all sick of having to listen to the triple threat quarterback and blah blah blah. You know you you want those Matt Ryan's, you want those those guys that are just going to sit in the pocket and boom, you know right. good mechanics. I agree. I agree, and that's what Chad Kelly was, and that's what Jake Brown. Everybody like oh Jake Browning of Washington. Is one of them quarterbacks? No, yeah, he takes a lot of snaps from the shotgun and and stuff, but he doesn't have designated a lot of designated runs like the triple threat quarterbacks do. He mm-hmm. is a look to pass first quarterback. I mean, he's young; he's a sophomore. I mean, look what he's done in Washington in his second first full year of starting. You know, so if he next year can come out and duplicate what he's done this year number wise. There's no reason he can't be up there. And I believe Chad Kelly, if all was said and done at the end of this year, he would have been a number one quarterback in this draft. Hmm. Man. I mean, I mean, you know, obviously we're going to do um, – I had, I still have an email. And, and when we get on our – I think our first show for our draft show, uh, Jeff, we're going to go back. And we're going to look at our projection final mock drafts for me and Jeff. 
And I want, I, I want to show you guys that um, me and Jeff take this very seriously with this draft. Okay. And obviously it's, you know, it's hit or miss. We know that. And some of the stuff, um, not so much our first round. Well, I guess our, some of our first round, but a lot of our mid to late round picks really hit. And you look at it, you're like, holy crap. And uh, I, I think that'd be fun to do. I, I do. I really do. Um, you know, we've hit on a lot of guys, Jeff, and uh, you just never know. You never know. Yeah, we've missed you on know? a couple big ones. Absolutely. That we thought would be Absolutely. buds. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Beckham? Oh, yeah. yeah I, one I, of us I, liked I thought, him. No, not at all. And tell you honestly that he he's good. Um, but you can get into his head right awful now. easy. Yeah, I mean, he, I, mean, I, I want to know your I want I want to know your take on this, Jeff. You compared him to when Des Bryant came in. How much of a difference really is there? I'm not going to say not much. No, I, I would agree. There isn't much of a difference. I mean, other than height-wise, I mean, but, yeah, I mean, there's not much of a – it's a coin flip between the two. And either team would have been happy with a different outcome, just as yeah, much as they are with what they have now. Most definitely. Um and, uh, you know, the early thing, and like I said, I'm, we're not going to get too much involved in this because I was second part of the show uh, mad on that. But, um, you know, he, here's here's the talk, the early talk right now. If the Browns take Miles Garrett and the 49ers, everyone thinks that she should take Trubisky at quarterback. Or uh, the defensive tackle of Jonathan Allen from Alabama, um, but, you know the Browns sometimes aren't the smartest people. Okay, Miles um, Garrett is one of those pass rushers that don't come along very often. Okay, let's not be mistaken. Miles Garrett and Allen are the two best players in this draft from yeah. a standpoint of making a difference. Okay. Well, I would say McDowell would be number three. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, so as you look at this draft, now obviously with three weeks still left, right? Three, yeah, three three weeks still left. Um, right now, uh, Cleveland would have the first pick, the 49ers second pick, Jacksonville third, Bears four, Jets five, Tennessee six, Panthers seven, New Orleans eight, the Browns at nine again from the Philadelphia Eagles. And 10 is the San Diego. Now, um, here's the thing. If they love Miles Garrett, could the 49ers in Cleveland make a trade? It wouldn't cost them much to, to trade up to the number one pick, um, but they would just be playing with the 49ers' heads at that point. Um, now, since they have the technically first and ninth pick right now, I don't think Cleveland would really care if they switched picks. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, and 
the early talks were that they really wanted Deshaun Kaiser from Notre Dame. Um, I don't see them taking him at nine. I, I, I just don't. Okay. Um, you know, and, and you look at it, you say, okay, is there a team, obviously, you know, Cleveland needs a quarterback, the 49ers need, need, needs a quarterback, the Bears are looking for a quarterback, the Jets need a quarterback, uh, you know, Tennessee's set, Panthers are set, the Saints, eh, probably wouldn't go quarterback this year. Um, then the Browns again, and then San Diego, probably not. Um so, you know, you really have four te- four teams there that need quarterbacks. Now, I could see it where, you know, let's say Trubisky goes and all the rest of these guys are going to – it's going to get real interesting, I think, in that second round real high, Jeff. Uh, would you agree with that? Oh, very interested. Interesting mm-hmm. in that high, high second pick. I mean, mm-hmm. it's it's going to cost a pretty penny for a team to get there. You know, it's like I said, would you, you know, in a, in a situation where, let's say Cleveland took Miles Garrett one, um, and let's say the Bears at four, um, you know, wanted to move up to get a quarterback or whatever, you know, would you go from two to four and say, well, I think know, the Bears put, found their quarterback in Bar- Matt Barkley. He's done a pretty good job for them. Yeah. Yeah, the, yes. Okay, let's say the Jets. Jets don't have a quarterback. Uh, no. <laughs> what you saw last week, that's not their quarterback. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. You know, if if Miles Garrett's off the board at one, in all honesty, if I was the Niners, I'd trade back to around between 8 and 12 in the first round. Because we got a lot more holes to fill than anybody, than what a number two pick would give us. Oh. So, I mean, I, I, I'm honestly, I know everybody, you know, what the top three are. They're all defensive linemen. But to tell you the truth, we need somebody to be able to play next to Ray Ray if Bowman doesn't come back. And if Bowman does come back, we need somebody that can be able to play behind Bowman and Ray Ray as a legitimate starting inside linebacker, and I would be looking at the kid from Alabama. Or not Alabama, Ohio State. Oh, Ohio State, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, Man, that I mean, that, that's, that's a big need right there. We didn't address it last year, and it, it's killing us this year because we didn't address it. Especially since Bowman and Rayway went out. Absolutely. No, definitely. Hmm. That's interesting. All right. Now 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 uh now I'm all excited, but that's all right. Um I do want to say this before we go on. Um another sad news to pass on. Um Cameron Ruland, uh former Ravens player, uh died of an aneurysm at twenty nine. Um, suffered an aneurysm on November 28th, underwent surgery for the following day. Uh, he played four games for the Ravens last season, started one and spent 
portions of 2014 and 2015 on season practice squad and active roster. He's, he was also with the Colts, uh, the 49ers, and the Jets. So um, yeah, that was sad news. Only 29 years old. Um, throw thoughts and prayers go out to the ruined family. And uh, wow, 29. Terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Man. And uh, wasn't there a famous actor that just passed away yesterday, too? Alan Thick. Alan Thick. Oh, from, uh, what was it? I want to say Family Ties. Growing Not Pains. That. Growing Pains. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Growing Pains. Wow. That's sad. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And for, from my understanding, he he was ice skating with his kid, and he had a, a mild heart attack. If I uh, read that right. He was yeah. He was at a hockey uh, ice rink with a like an amateur hockey game or something going on when it happened. Oh my gosh. That's crazy. Yeah. That is crazy. Man. Wow. Um, have you guys gone over the release of Malcolm Flo- Michael Floyd yet? No, I wanted to bring that up. Um, yeah, Michael Floyd was uh, released after DUI. Um, you know, for the last couple of weeks, he's been they've been um, trying to trade him, actually. Um, and obviously they were asking... A little bit too much for him, but um, um, and obviously it was uh, it was on the um, you know, it was on the uh, uh Facebook about that, um, and uh, someone said he was a meteorocker wide receiver. And I said, well, I, I don't, I don't agree with that. I said, okay, so in Michael Floyd's uh, ten games versus the Forty ers he had forty-four catches, seven hundred thirty-one yards, four touchdowns, a fifty-five point five catching percentage against us. Um, and I said, well, he's little <laughs> uh, brother than I, <laughs> mediocre wide receiver. Um, First of all, I, I would take Michael Floyd on on this roster any day of the week. <laughs> um and uh with with us having the um number two claim, um we could obviously claim him off waivers and uh he could be on the forty niners and we would take on that contract. But and obviously <laughs> we have enough money to take on the contract. So well, he's a free um, agent after this year too. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, why not? I would. I'd be all over it. That would yeah. help one of the needs out real quick. Yeah, it would. Yeah, Michael yeah. Floyd, Tory Smith, and guys coming back next year. I mean, wow. Yeah, wow, Streeter wow, wow. and Rogers and. <sighs> So, <laughs> I I really don't even want to go over this, but we will. <laughs> okay. Um, 
So the 49ers were controlling that first half like no other business. Uh, everything was in, under control. Um, didn't think we had a problem. <laughs> um, Kaepernick comes out the second half. The 49ers come out the second half. I think Colin had, what, 45 yards or something? Something ridiculous. Um, so, I don't know, something in, something in second half. What's going on here, guys? Oh, wait a minute. There we go. Something in the second half, for some reason, um, they're a different team. They don't adjust to whatever adjustments. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm going to say they don't make adjustments. I'm going to say they go, okay, these plays worked good in the first half. We're going to come out and run these plays again. And they don't work, and they have nothing, nothing to fall back on that will surprise the defense again. Yeah. This, this coaching yeah. staff completely all year has been good in the first half and outcoached in the second half. I mean, yeah. you name one game that we haven't put up decent points in the first half, and I mean decent, I'm not saying great, you know, 17 to 20 range mm-hmm. in the first half, and we don't score nothing in the second. That is pure not making adjustments, not changing up the play calling and formations, and just being out coached and in all facets. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, it's, first of all, it's, it's sickening that you even watch this anymore. Um, but you know, we're faithful. We're going to sit through it. Um, I didn't like what we were hearing a lot on, you know, Facebook and, I don't know. I don't know. Just kind of sad. I pretty much it been really ignoring is. them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. That's what you have to do. That's what you got to do. So, you know. I mean, I think uh, this week I made a post on Facebook myself, and it was back in 1982, and I was dressed in all Niner stuff. So, you know it. Wow. It's just people want to say what they want to say, but, you know, it is what it is. It's a bad season. Every team's gone through it, unfortunately, you know. We've had two coaches with, put us in the winning area, and they fire them, and we go through this for a few years. So, I mean, if yeah. you're a faithful, you're going to put up with this for the next three to five years because that's what we're going to have in the next three to five years is rough seasons. Yeah. No, you are. You are. There's no, there's no doubt <laughs> doubt about that. There is no doubt about that. Um so I mean like I said, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some other stuff that obviously is going around about the forty ers We'll get into that once uh, Matt gets on, but um yeah, it's been a 
been it's been a rough year, obviously. So, um, so what we're going to do here is we're going to take a short break. Um, but tomorrow, um, we have uh, another show called Undisputed, and for those people that are fans out there, um, K Nine will be on the show. And uh, let's listen to, uh, we'll take a quick break, listen to the new Undisputed commercial. Thank you, Dom. And we'll be back after these messages. The Undisputed show? Is that the one where they talk about Kim K? Because I heard she's coming out with a new line of purses for men. No. We talk about boxing, MMA, WMMA, and all things badass. Well, that, that kind of scares me. Good.
Radio on Dr. B Sports. And uh, yeah, Undisputed, that's our MMA show tomorrow at 7 o'clock p.m. Pacific time. And uh, you will hear uh, Brian break it down like no one else can. And uh, and then Mr. Dominic will be joining him. So uh, definitely check that out. Um, and as far as if you ever want to go, if you ever miss a show, go on NinersRadio.com. If you click on shows, you can get all our past shows if you missed any of them or if you'd like to go see them. Um, we have them all there. Uh, just click on the site. And then in our multimedia um, we have uh, stuff from the Chicago Invasion from last year and this year. Um, a very cool video that was done by the Niner Empire Organization. And then we have pictures of the Chicago Invasion 2. Um, a bunch with Matt Mayoko and Matt Burroughs and the Colin Kaepernick guy. So, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. So uh, definitely uh, go check that out. Go check that out. And uh, so, um, so yeah. What what's all what else is going on, Jeff? Not a whole lot. Just uh, sitting around and waiting yeah. for this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, three games left. So. Obviously, the Fal- at the Falcons, at the uh, L.A. I-, I still have a hard time not saying St. Louis. Um, and then we're home against Seattle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not going to be a pretty one. <laughs> Some people say maybe at Rams. No, I don't think so. <laughs> that, if there is a win in the schedule, that would be the one. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised Matt Ryan's uh having a <laughs> having a pop by the third quarter. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't be shocked. <laughs> mm. So uh so me and Jeff are in the uh round two because we both had buys this week. Thank and God. uh yeah, I'm looking at those matchups. I, I think we might meet up next week, Jeff. 
I don't know. I'm not favored. So. Yeah. I um. Yeah, even though I, uh, it's um, something's telling me not to play him. Um, I think I am still going to play. Um, uh, what's his name? The guy from the wide receiver from Cincinnati. <laughs> oh, AJ Green. AJ Green. I know he's coming off three weeks. Um, of sitting there, but. You know, mm. well, Let's I see. pulled a move. I pulled a move out today that most of them, nobody would have done. I went ahead and uh, saw a post that Adrian uh, Peterson was practicing today, and on the designated return list, they have you know a few days. Well, they're close to being in a playoff hunt themselves, so I went ahead and picked him up just to see. <laughs> You know, Why not, uh, huh? Yeah, in case I need him, I put him on the IR, and if he ends up playing, it only benefit. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to actually have a 49er on your fantasy? When's the last time, T.O.? <laughs> you would have that guy on your fantasy team? I mean, really? Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. like, really? I mean, it's, okay, well, yeah, I mean, it is what it is, I guess, but. Uh, <laughs> very yeah. interesting. Very interesting. Mm. So we shall see. We shall see. Yes, we shall. <laughs> oh my gosh! And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't even. I don't think I have a niner on my team. Yeah, I, I remember picking up Vernon Davis for like four years in a row. And so they finally said, when are you going to just not have him on your team? Because you can't fall in love with 49ers and win a, uh, win a fantasy football league. I said, yeah, you're probably right. No, oh, yeah, 100% you can't. It, I mean, I think I had Colin Kaepernick a couple years ago for like oh, really? two years straight, but – I had him the 2013 so, season. Someone said he was like top five, uh, top five quarterback last week. I was like, really? Uh, mm. He was in. Uh, which game did he have a good game in? Not the Bears mm-hmm. game. The one before that. Oh, the Miami game, probably. Yeah, then, he had a good game. Yeah, and they had the Patriots game before that. I guess I think. Yeah. 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 And that's. But nobody else. That's interesting. I mean, Carlos Hyde would be your best if he stayed healthy. You know, but Kilgore and uh, McDonald, I think the last three years, each of them has turned out to be on uh, IR at the end of the year. Well, one of Jeff's uh, guys, uh, Devontae Adams, I picked up, and he's really. Yeah. He's really cared me. Um, You're welcome. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> now, see, I have a decision to make, though. I have Tom Brady going against Denver, or I have David Carr going versus San Diego. But with Tom Brady, you gotta you gotta pick 
Tom Brady. Oh yeah. Yep. So. So, so uh, Jeff's rolling out. Who you got here, Jeff? You got Kirk Cousins, oh. Miller, Murray, Pryor, Moncrief, Mister Green. Yeah, if he can yeah. have a good game. Buffalo and Jen- Jenikowski. That guy's like <laughs> 72 and still hitting six-year bombs. Oh, I know. Amazing. I mean, I got the Bills defense against Cleveland. So. Yeah, we're both underdogs. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, I mean, I have Melvin Gordon, but he's day-to-day with a hip injury of his. <laughs> I picked up the backup though. I got Barrow, his backup. He's projected ten points, so I might throw him in and flex against the Raider defense. But uh well, there you go. That's gonna be a last minute well. decision though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's last the... minute decision. That's going to be crazy. That's going to yeah. be crazy. I have Mariota as my other quarterback on the bench, but I just don't think him against, uh, who is it, Kansas City or something like that. Yeah, against Kansas City is going to be <laughs> the answer. What do you think about Kansas City this year? Can we have Alex Smith back? Right? <laughs> that guy's having an unreal year. He's having a great year. I mean, and he doesn't make the mistakes, you know. I mean, uh, I was one that liked him coming out when we drafted him over Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's just, you know, at the time that he was replaced because of hurt, I mean, who would have thought Kaepernick would have found a cliff to fall off of? <laughs> right. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah. So... But guys, I was yeah. going through NFL Network. They had a uh, they had Super Bowl. I was like, why? Why did I watch it? Like I like it was going to be a different outcome or something. I mean, really? <laughs> I knew what was going to happen. You know. So it was like, um, okay. Yeah, I really? got an old Allen here. <laughs> like Crabtree was going to catch it or something this time. No, or, I'm uh, kidding. you know, Miller was going to uh, not be held by three guys or something. <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. It so, is. You know? Hmm. Gosh. Gosh. So. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I'm favored to lose by six. Favored to lose by six, huh? Yeah, Allen's got a six point favorite on favorite on me. Well, you just never know. You never know. You don't. He's got Breeze against Arizona, Blunt, Denver, Kelly, Carolina, Hopkins, Jacksonville, Jones against the Giants, Olsen against Washington. 
Oh, mm-hmm. great. There's a big one. Freeman against San Francisco. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, that's not going to be pretty. No, no, it's not. No, it's not. That's all right, though. That's all right. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? What can you do? So Just sit back and watch. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's see here. And just got a call that Mr. Burroughs is calling in now. So. So, yeah, that's good. That is good. Get the interview rolling. And, uh, okay. So, um, I would like to uh, introduce uh, our special guest for the night. And uh, we would like to welcome um, from the San San Francisco Chronicle, Mr. Matt Barrows. Matt, how you doing, brother? Oh, Let's go Chronicle. Here we go. How we doing? I'm doing well, but uh, like I said, I work for the Sacramento Bee, not the San Francisco Chronicle. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry about that, Matt. No, not at I'm all. So sorry about <laughs> Okay, I'm so sorry about that. So how are we doing today? Well, we're doing about as well as uh, a beat writer who covers a 1-in-12 team can do. Gosh. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I, that's I, not got to be fun. No. No. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, well, first I'd like to thank you for coming out to the Chicago meet and greet. Uh, no, that was fun. That, was a, that was a blast. Oh, thank you so much for coming out. Uh that, that that was great. Uh had uh both mats out there and uh, uh everyone just kept on talking about how nice you guys were and um it was uh and it looks like um since both teams are doing so well <laughs> uh right. it looks like you you guys are coming back to Chicago again next year. So um eh, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> so, no, uh, Chicago trips are always uh you know remember last year it was a a question up until the very end of the season about whether the trip would be to Chicago or Detroit. And I can tell you that among the beat writers, there was a, a definite desire, a rooting interest for Chicago over Detroit. So uh, it's uh, it's the same for next season. Love trips to Chicago. Great city, you know, easy to get to, great walking around town. So uh, that's always a, a pleasure to go there. Okay, so I have to ask because – these guys from California, they're nuts. They had pizza five days in a row. How many times did you have pizza in Chicago? <laughs> I, I went once. You know, we had been on the road all week uh, prior to that, you know, first in Miami oh, and yeah. then in Orlando. Right. So we had been eating just terribly. I hadn't seen a vegetable. I hadn't seen anything green in, in like eight <laughs> days. So I, I tried to be pr- pretty good and, and not hit the deep dish very hard. But, uh mm. I did go uh, on, on the Friday when we got in. 
You did. You did. <laughs> okay, that's good. That's good. Yeah, these guys are like five days in a row. It's like, how can you eat that many times in a row? You're going to mess hey, with your stomach. <laughs> right, you start having digestion problems if you do that. All exactly. that cheese starts to add up. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, so, obviously, uh, we want to start talking about Mr. Trent Belke since, you know, that's been the uh, topic lately. Um and obviously, you know, in 2010, uh, it's been there since 2010 when Scott McLuhan, am I saying his name right, Scott? Yeah, Scott McLuhan, yeah. Um, That's right. Kind of, uh, took over, and uh, he was handing the reins. And, um, you know, I was going through, uh, obviously, with, with Jim Harbaugh, having the 44-19-1 uh, postseason, 5-3. and three. But then what was crazy so I'm looking at the schedule, and since Harbaugh left, this team is six and twenty-three. Man, I mean, how much how much worse can this get at this point? Well, it can't get any worse. I was just looking up how many one and fifteen uh, teams there have been you know, since 1978 when they went to a 16-game schedule, and the answer is nine. And the 49ers are in really good uh, position to be the tenth. Um, of course, they they still could finish better than the than the Cleveland Browns, but it just shows you how how rare one in fifteen is. How, it's almost harder to go one in fifteen than it is uh, fifteen and one. Um, and the Forty ers are, are three games from accomplishing that. And I, you know, I, I, I I'm a I'm a true believer in any given Sunday. I've seen it happen so many times, but. For the life of me, I'm just finding it hard to see them going on the road and getting a win in Atlanta, given you know where they are as a team, given the the, no the travel schedule, given all the injuries that they have now. Uh, no Vance McDonald for this game, and I know he's not the the second coming of Vernon Davis, right. but he's been something this year at least. And uh, I, I'm starting to, to be uh, surprised if Torrey Smith plays in this game. It sounds a lot like he's going to at least take this coming week off. So those are your two most explosive players uh, in in the passing game, and uh, neither of them are going to be there. And we all know how bad the the receiving core is. So uh, it's just very, very hard to conjure up a win uh, on Sunday. Yeah, now uh, we had the uh, wide receiver that obviously was – cut today and obviously the word on Facebook is you know obviously with the 49ers having um, second in command uh, they right. definitely could pick him up um, you think they would they would put a, a bid in for him or at this point it's kind of a lost cause <laughs> well it is a lost cause I mean the argument for it is that you know, he is a, an accomplished receiver in the NFL which is what the 49ers are short on. And, um, yes, he is going to be a free agent in mm-hmm. 2017, so they could end up signing him just to lose him. But I think uh, at least you would get a comp pick if, if that did happen. And the 49ers are sure. very very swayed by their comp picks. They think comp picks are the, are the cat's meow. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, earlier in this year, you know, Josh Huff, was cut by the Eagles for an incident uh, involving uh, getting pulled over on the bridge between um, New Jersey and, and Philadelphia, and he had a gun in the car and wasn't registered in New Jersey. 
Uh, and Josh Huff was, you know, played for Chip Kelly at Oregon and, um, you know, was drafted by Chip Kelly when he was with the Eagles. And I thought that there was a chance. This was in, in the beginning of the year, and it was clear even then that they were, um, you know, lacking wide receiver talent. I thought there was a chance that they would go for him at that point, and they didn't. Uh, now I think Huff is uh, on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers active roster. So I, I'm not sure if that suggests that they're just steering clear of anybody with any sort of you know, malfeasance in his background. And if that's the case, then obviously Floyd would, would fall under that category. Yeah, right, right. Now, obviously, out of um, Trent's 26 out of 61 players you selected, um, Obviously, some of those are free agents coming up next year. Um, obviously, Colin Kaepernick could opt out, as reported by one someone. I forgot who who that was by. Um, but then, you know, obviously, um, you, you have the questions. You know, does Dante Johnson come back? Um, you know, what's what's the uh, you know what's the question about? You know, Will Redman. Uh, obviously, we won't see him this year. Um, you know that I, I, obviously there's a lot of questions about this roster, and then um, I guess you can kind of tell us what your thoughts are um, with uh, Jason Lockfor's report coming out, um, and obviously that was talking about um, you know Trent's Trent maybe stepping down or being let go and uh, someone like Mike Shanahan come kind of coming over and taking control of day to day operations. Um, what can you tell us that you've heard um, from that report? Well, I, I think that's been pretty much uh, picked apart since then. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where Lock in four was getting his information. It wasn't from the 49ers. I'd be very surprised if Mike Shanahan came in and, and had that, that, that type of role, I mean, he, he's, he's definitely somebody, somebody that they talked to and looked at over the past, and he would be a nice link to uh, the 49ers' glory days. But you know, the the, the York family has not um, been interested in in that sort of position. Um, and okay. uh, I forget who I was talking to, but I was I was saying this the other day that. This this setup that they have is very much a Silicon Valley type of attitude, philosophy, where you know uh, youth is the order of the day. Young young savvy minds, guys who went to Stanford, guys like Prague Morate, guys like Jed York. I know he didn't go to Stanford, but he falls into that category. Are are the you know the wave of the future and. Um, uh, if, if they did bring in an older person to sort of oversee things, I think, A, I think personally I think that would be a good idea, but B, it just does not fit with their model. So that would mean that they have uh, decided to rethink everything. And maybe after a 1-15 season that happens, but um, yeah. I, I don't think it's going to happen with Mike Shanahan. I, I do think that um, you know Trent Baalke is probably going to be out I think that um, uh, Jed York realizes where, where his blind spots are, where Balky's blind spots are, and that's on offense. And uh, you look at this team, you look at who the head coach is, and this is assuming that Chip Kelly comes back. 
Chip Kelly needs wide receivers. He needs running backs. He needs more playmakers on this offense. And, and Trent Baalke, um, you know, uh, you, you can argue that he's done a good job at some positions, but, boy, you cannot argue that he's done a good job at wide receiver and running back. So no. if you need to rebuild this roster and if playmakers are the order of the day, if that's the top criterion for rebuilding this roster, I, I, I don't think anybody wants Trent Baalke in charge of that. It just no. d- does not fit what his wheelhouse is. So uh, I, I think that's going to be the conclusion. Who replaces him? I don't know. It, it could be Tom Gamble. could be Tom Gamble with somebody above Tom Gamble. Um, mm-hmm. To me, that makes the most sense. Uh, so that um, you know, it's not Gamble who has who has a uh, a relationship with Chip Kelly, obviously from uh, their days in Philadelphia. I'm not sure you want that. Uh, I don't think I don't think you want buddy buddy at that point. I think you need somebody who's no. critical, who's got a critical eye. And I'm not sure Gamble would bring that if Chip Kelly is his head coach. I mean, and obviously the other names out there, Eric DaCosta, the Ravens, obviously. You know, he's been kind of waiting for that job with uh, the Baltimore um, kind of takeover. Uh, Brandon Bean with the Panthers, obviously, has been mentioned. And someone that uh, probably is is still in the Mike Shanahan era, too, is Bill Polian. Um, Now, obviously, you know, depending what happens, um, you know, um, do you see if Colin Kaepernick does decide – to opt out of his contract, him coming back if Chip Kelly's still here. Yeah, I see it much more likely if Chip Kelly is here. I mean, I think there's an affinity that both men share for each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kaepernick really does like Chip Kelly, really likes his system. Uh, and, and that would be if the 49ers are indeed interested in bringing him back, uh, that would be a plus in their favor. And uh, I think uh, Kelly recognizes that, that Kaepernick brings an element that he didn't have when he was in Philadelphia, which is, you know, the ability to pick up yards with his with his legs. And the argument would be, okay, if you added a wide receiver in free agency, if you drafted somebody like Mike Williams with uh, from Clemson with with your pick, um, you know, that that seems to make a lot of people better makes Kaepernick better, it makes Torrey Smith better, it makes uh, Vance McDonald better, uh, it makes Chip Kelly look smarter. So, yeah, I, I can see that argument being made. I mean, obviously, uh, it would all depend on who the GM is. Uh, does the, the, the incoming GM feel the same way about Kaepernick? Does he have a strong opinion one way or another? You mentioned the, the Carolina second-in-command I would imagine that you know somebody who's watched Cam Newton have success would be comfortable with Colin Kaepernick. But you know, like I said, it, I think it depends. Uh, uh, one thing about Colin Kaepernick is that he's very polarizing. I mean, you either love him or you hate him. Uh, that's that's what I found with among the fan base at least. So uh, yes. I think yes. a lot of that uh, a lot of that would have to do with what the uh, the incoming GM, the incoming personnel chief, whatever his title is. Um, how he feels about Colin Kaepernick. Now, obviously, um, you know, there there will always be stories that, you know, it's it's either real or it's fake, and, you know, 49ers are 
leaking stuff out. You, you hear all this stuff every single day because I think people just need something to talk about. But at the same time, um, from last year to this year, um, especially with Colin Kaepernick, um, has there been maybe more teammates that have been on his side compared to last year? Or have you seen a difference in how his teammates act to him this year compared to last year? Yeah, I think the bigger difference is in Kaepernick himself. I mean, I think he was obviously last year going through a uh, a difficult period. And uh, remember, it all began with him trying to kind of fix his mechanics. He went down to Arizona for almost three months and really worked on that. And then, you know, from, from the very get-go, he was like a fish out of water. Uh, he didn't have great um, help around him. The offensive line was a mess. He was trying to change things up. He didn't have Greg Roman and, and Jim Harbaugh and, and anymore. He didn't have Frank Gore anymore. So there, there was just so many things going on. And um, he must have felt like uh, the, the rug was pulled out from underneath him. And um, I, I think he did sulk when he um, you know, had the, the starting job taken away. And he sort of receded into himself. And he wasn't... I want to say he wasn't a good teammate, but he wasn't a, an available teammate. And um, I don't know. I don't know whether that rubbed people the wrong way as much as he just sort of kind of drifted off by himself. And uh, he's 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 much more outgoing this year. Um, I, I think that a lot of uh, his teammates were impressed by the way he took the stand or took the stand by kneeling uh, for the national anthem. And and why he was doing that, uh, I know that's controversial around the the country. Mm-hmm. But in an NFL locker room, you know, seventy percent of the players are black. A lot of them, uh, you know, have grown up seeing the very things that Colin Kaepernick is protesting against. So I think that that rallied a a, a certain segment of the uh, of the locker room. And um, you know, whether you agree with it or not, he he took a strong stance. And strength is uh, is admired in an NFL locker room. So, whereas last year he was, um, I don't want to say weak, but uh, sort of just uh, you know faded into the background. This year he at least has uh, taken a very powerful stance, and I think that that has uh, affected his teammates. And uh, Jeff. Uh... Uh, my my co uncle partner Jeff, uh, you want to ask Matt a question? Yeah, on the defensive side, I mean everybody's talking about Buckner's improvement. What about Ronald Blair? Um, from what I've seen on the tape, he's actually been the most consistent of our defensive linemen. Have you heard any talks on him getting more playing time at all? Well, he has been getting more playing time. His his snap count has gone up. Um, uh, remember when he was drafted, no one was quite sure what his best position would be. Is he a defensive lineman? Is he an outside linebacker? Some teams were actually looking at him as an inside linebacker, you know, a you know 250-pound guy who makes plays all over the field. Um, so he's not at this point a a base type of uh, defensive lineman in a, in a three-four, which calls for you know a really big guy. Uh, so he's being brought in as the nickel rusher. He actually, you know, plays the same position essentially that Buckner does. 
in that nickel package, which, you know, if you'll recall, is you know what uh, Vance McDonald and Justin Smith did. They're basically you know defensive tackles and what's essentially a four-three or a, a, at least a four-man defensive line when they're in their nickel package. So he's been getting <clears throat> just about every snap in that package, um, you know, especially with uh, uh, Eric Armstead no longer in the lineup when Quentin Dial is no longer in the lineup. That's where he plays. And you're right. Um, he's very good. He's very good in pursuit. He's quick. He's strong. Um, he's He's got that country strength. And whereas, you know, you see him with his shirt off and you're like, huh, he's not very uh, – He's not cut. He's not very muscular, but he's got uh, true um, sort of uh, natural strength, and uh, that that comes out. So um, I, I think that that's going to be his role these last three games, and uh, it'll be interesting to see what his role is next season because uh, the uh, the arrow is definitely up, as Jim Harbaugh would would have said when it comes to Ronald Blair. And uh, another one on Tank Carradine. I mean, in the beginning of the year, he was playing. I thought, well, more better than expected with the new positions. But I, I've seen his numbers go down. Is there a reason? Yeah, I mean, uh, just as Blair's numbers have gone up, uh, Carradine's have gone down. You're right. Um, you know, at, at this point, you know, after after the last coaching staff sort of <clears throat> ignored him a bit, didn't utilize him very much, and you see the new coaching staff doing the same, you, you got to conclude that, it's it's Tank Carradine. I mean, that that's the common denominator of the two. I mean, they're they're trying their best to find a role for him, and they just can't find it. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just gonna take a sip of water here. And um, I don't know exactly what it is. Whether it's he's just not um, he's not uh, impressing the coaching staff enough with his preparedness and his responsibility, whether the outside linebacker position, which requires him to drop into coverage sometimes is, is not the right position for him. He's more of a, you know, he's essentially a four, three defensive end and up the field guy. That's what he played at Florida state. And, uh, for the life of them, the 49ers just can't seem to find the right role for him to be in, to be effective. Perfect. And uh, one last question for you, Matt. Um, in your estimated guess, just a guess, uh, do you think Chip Kelly is the 49ers coach next year? Yeah, I, uh, that's my guess. Um, I think that the 49ers, I think that the Yorks are desperate for any reason to bring him back next year. They want to bring him back for a number of reasons, financially is one of them. That's what uh, people will say, that they don't want to be paying for two head coaches at the same time, or actually it would be three with Tom Sula, Kelly, and whoever the new guy would be. Uh, and that's absolutely true. But but Kelly has done a lot of good things this year uh, away from the field. I think he's a really nice fit for the Bay Area. He's definitely a smart guy. He's turned out to be a compassionate guy. I think they, they genuinely like Chip Kelly and want to bring him back, but he's got to give them a reason to do so. They need a win here. They need mm-hmm. something positive at the end of the season. And these last two games, to a bad Bears team and to an even worse Jets team on the road on a short week across country, um, did not. Uh, that's not the argument you want to be making at this point. So 
Um, my inclination is to say yes, uh, he'll come back because the Yorks want to bring him back, but uh, he needs to do something to uh, give them that excuse to do that. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Got to have something happen here. Uh, it'd be nice to get at least one more win for the year. Um, Matt, I, I really appreciate you joining us. And, uh, you know, um, thank you so much again for coming out coming out uh, to the Chicago Invasion. Um, loved, loved spending a couple minutes with you. And, uh, and yeah, everyone uh, definitely – Matt, that covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. I'm so sorry about that, Matt. Um, and uh, you, you, you'll see him all the time doing <laughs> doing his thing uh, uh, after after game day. So, uh, Matt, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, you have a great night. All right. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me on. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Matt. Take care. Bye-bye now. Okay, and that was Matt Burroughs. And um, for those people that missed it, um, uh, Jason Lacafora, he was on um, a lot of people are are obviously denying reports now, but um, he was on, I want to say it was KNBR? Um, and, uh, yeah, the, yeah, KMBR and, uh, here's a small little clip of, uh, what Jason Lockeforest said, uh, on KMBR. I continue to hear more and more thought being given to bringing in someone else to run football operations other than Trent Balky and empowering that person with the uh, ability to make recommendations about whether or not the coaching staff should stay. What about the parents? What will the parents do that uh, their son Jed has not done? Well, they would ostensibly hire someone to actually run the football operations on a day-to-day basis. You know, there would be someone there, whether it's Mike Shanahan or, or whomever, who may then themselves decide that I should be the coach and executive vice president of football operations. But at the very least, there would be someone, a football man, atop the entire personnel pyramid who would essentially be sort of a team president slash head of football ops who would be making the day-to-day decisions on the way things operate. But and what that, does Jed do? Does he keep Jed his role? Out of, he, would be out, he wouldn't be involved in football operations. I don't know. I mean, look, you can get cute with titles. You, you know, you can do whatever you think you have to do. But the premise would be, the top of the pyramid would be this person they bring in to effectively be running the football operations. So your report, and we've had a couple people, of course, who, you know, they read reports, but they only get what they want to get out of it. And when you said that Denise and John will be taking a more hands-on approach, you just meant to find the, to find the next football czar, not on a day-to-day basis after that point. Yeah, no, it would be more to shift things away from, again, Jed being the the sort of face of all things 49ers football. You know what I mean? That you would have in the future, let's, let's, let's ponder future press conferences, right? It wouldn't be Jed and Balky and the coach. It would be somebody else and the coach and the GM. Okay. So that's, uh, that's what Jason Lankford had to say. And um, obviously, the reports are coming out that that, that is inaccurate. Um, so we'll see. I mean, 
you know, uh, Jason obviously has some kind of inside sources telling that. Um, is it leakage? Is it, I mean, who knows? Who knows at this point? So, um, yeah, so um, if anyone wants to talk a little ball, um, call in at 516-418-5532. That's 516-418-5532. And we will be right back after these messages.
Okay, and we are back. So, um, um, once again, if you want to call in, uh, air code 516-418-5532. And let's see here. Dina, are you still with us? <laughs> I'm still here. Okay, perfect, perfect. Okay, so Jeff had to go, but that's all right. Um. So uh, everyone check out um, someone that we've had on, um, the faithful Portland story is on um, CSN Bay Area. So you guys all want to check that out with Josh and Portland and uh, Niner Empire of Portland. Yeah, so definitely check that out. Uh, I was uh, going through my, because I usually DVR everything, and I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they went down there to thank for it, and, uh, yeah, it was very cool. Very cool. So, um, they're, I think they're over, like, 2,400 people now. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, so uh, the big tailgate in Atlanta, um, trying to find their flyer, but unfortunately I'm having a hard time finding it. Um, well, sorry, Atlanta, you're not posting it very much. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so uh, if you're going out in Atlanta, have a good time. Uh, at least it's indoors, you won't have to freeze. <laughs> But I don't know what it is like Georgia, but I I would imagine it's 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 not that warm, but it's not that it's, it's probably it's probably a little chilly. It can be chilly at this time of year too. So definitely check out that. And uh obviously um Dina. Do we uh anything else in uh Facebook land we wanna bring up? No, it's just been watching everybody freak about bringing freak, freak, freak. Uh, Floyd over. Yeah. I think we should. Floyd, Floyd, Floyd. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good. So, uh, yeah. So, leave Atlanta. And then, uh, Next year, we're talking about it already in Chicago, and hopefully, yeah, I, I don't think Trent stays. At least Trent's gone. Uh, I'm with Matt on that one. Yeah, you, something's got to happen. Well, maybe you know, it's not. Go ahead. If you look at the history of what they do every year, it wouldn't surprise me if they keep him and get rid of the OC and the DC. Yeah. And that's how they play. That's how they play this. They always have their scapegoats, and O'Neill has been horrible. He hasn't done anything, which we already knew he would be. But if you look at it, that's the ones that they would use as their scapegoat more than Trent this year. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I mean, they might sit there and say, oh, well, 
if you look at our salary cap, we're going to hit over a million dollars. A hundred million dollars, whatever it is. We're going to be over it. We're going to over yeah. it. So yep. if you think about it, Trip is going to say, well, I've got this X amount of money, so I can really do something this year with it. That's his comeback. Was, well, I really, you know, I can really use that money this year and do a lot. In reality, he's going to get us a whole bunch of ACL people probably. But that's going to be his comeback. Like I think even when we were talking, like, you know, you've said it. Matt said it, you know, Mike Shanahan's, you know, interviewed for this position before. He's, yeah, you guys are right. Um, um, but obviously, you know, the two people that I would be interested in, um, once again, is uh, Eric DeCosta, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, assistant general manager right now, and Brandon Bean, the Panthers assistant general manager right now. Um, I would love for those, one of those two to come in and, uh, you know, I, I still think that if you change general managers at this point, and obviously someone that if Jed is still going to be control, someone that Jed trusts, obviously, I understand that. Um, Tom Gamble, that's not the answer. Okay. If they want to make him the middleman, like I said before, um, I'd be okay with that. Um, but to make him the general manager, no, that ain't going to work. I don't see how they can. He'll be, he's friends with Chip Kelly. They're already, I think yeah, that, no. it, that's, that's looking for a mess. They're going to be yep. buddy, buddy system. And it's just, uh, that's worse than what we got now. I think. Yeah. You know, I've, I've always been the Bill Polian bandwagon though, too. I mean, um, obviously, you know, he was a general manager, he was team president from the Col- of the Colts. Um, so he's knowing what he's doing. I know we had, uh, you know, Grant Cohen say maybe he's past his time. Well, I mean, I guess Shanahan, I mean, he's up there too. So, I mean, I, I would love to see some young blood come in here, uh, try to fix things. Um, because it just it's it's not working. It's not. We're, we're at the point where, you know, I I still think Kaepernick needs to go, if if Chip Kelly's here or not. Um, and it's you know obviously you know I'll, I'll say this about Chip Kelly. Chip Kelly has changed his philosophy from Philadelphia to San Francisco. And he knew he had to do that. Um, what What are your thoughts on that? He had to. He had no choice. I mean, look where he was at and what his... He, these guys aren't deaf at what people say about them and think about them. But then again, Philly beat writers in the media, they're harsh. They're a very harsh group of people. It doesn't matter who the coach is, they're harsh. I don't care who the players are. They're harsh on people that more than most media in other places are. 49er media is just hungry. They just want to put stuff out there all the time. But Philly is very harsh, and they are very – I've talked to a lot of beat writers who felt that 
Chip Kelly didn't get a fair chance because the media was all over him from day one, and it was negative from day one because nobody liked him. Nobody liked his system. Nobody liked anything. They felt that he got the quarterbacks hurt, that he was dismantling their team. But in reality, if you stop and look at it right now, if he technically dismantled that team, then why is that team so good right now? They're not a bad team right now. you got Winston there. You've got they, – they came out, what, 5-0 and oh in the very beginning or whatever? So he yep. couldn't dismantle too much. He had to have known he was doing something right because you have all new coaches in there. You have all new staff in there. But yet they could come out and win their first five games where we have all new stuff too. But look at us. We won one game, and we've been disaster ever since. So you can't really blame that on Chip Daly that he was dismantling their team when he actually stacked the team pretty well for them. If you stop and look at their numbers now. Oh, absolutely. So, I absolutely. mean, I, I mean, I look at it and I'm thinking, you know, I listen to people every single day complain about, you know, I watch the live interviews every day, him, him go live, and I read all the comments and. People tell him, you know, you're trash. Get out of here. We, you're not this. You're not that. But they're not. They're they're staying inside the box. And I'm looking outside the box of what he did over in Philly. And, you know, and I I listen to a lot of the media and stuff. You know, and them all talk really, you know, trashy and everything else about him. And I just kind of laugh because when I look at what they did the first beginning of the season and what they're still doing, I mean, they're not they're not great, but they're not bad. We're dis- we're disaster, you know, and we have Chip Kelly as a coach, and we're a disaster, you know. And he's not dismantled our team. He hasn't done it. The team was dismantled before he got here, and his team was not being team players. He felt that they were I guys, and he wanted team, so he did get rid of stuff. But if you look at them mm-hmm. this year, they're not bad. Yeah. Well. There was a couple of good things I guess we need to bring up, too. Um, Carlos Hyde had his career day. Uh, 17 carries on 193 yards. Unfortunately, no touchdowns, but he had uh, the longest 47 yard, and he is a nominee for Player of the Week uh, for the ground game. And then also... Uh, 49ers defensive lineman DeForest, DeForest Buckner um, had his most productive day, and he was nominated for the Pepsi Rookie of the Week with 11 tackles, two sacks, and four total quarterback hits. That's yeah, a damn good day. He was day. awesome. And, and I was so proud of him. I don't think he even pulled a penalty. Oh. I don't. He didn't have a penalty. I was still proud of him because he mm. did come out this game, a total different player, and he's he was one of my favorites from the day one. I've been saying this was my guy, but he finally had his game, and he played awesome. Right that that was a Buckner when we drafted him. That's who we mm-hmm. thought we were getting. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't expect someone to have eleven tackles on your defensive line, but. Someone no, that, you know, not it's not the way our team's going. We don't. No, <laughs> I mean that's ridiculous. But I mean, but, um, our, but our, a lot of our guys had good t- had a good day. I mean, you look at Ward; he was bowling all day. That guy was oh my gosh! I mean, he was everywhere. 
I mean, when Alden Smith was at his best, you know, he he was averaging a second half a game. I mean, you know, he uh, DeForest Buckner was playing at that level, and that was that <laughs> without Cowboy there. So, um, you know, I uh, you know, cheers to him. Definitely, uh, definitely gets our defensive player of the of the week for in my in, in my eyes, and um, you know. Uh, it's kind of weird that you have a running back have a career day and your best offensive lineman's out that day. I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm makes not you trying wonder. to out there. It makes you kind of wonder. Don't worry. I've already suggested the same thing. I'm just saying. That's kind of – usually you don't have those kind of days if your best lineman's out. <laughs> and of course Brown, you know, Brown had his penalties again. You know, he had two or three. It's like can you just stop the penalties? You know, the holding calls, he gets them every game. By now he should know. And you know, there's I can't remember what team. It's Chicago, I think. Their coach, one of their coaches I'm going to see it's their offensive coordinator, another defensive coordinator. When those guys are practicing, if they drop a ball at practice, they have to do 15, I think it's 15, uh, 15 push-ups every time mm-hmm. they drop a ball. And I think he ups it after like two, I think he ups it to like 30. He makes these, you don't see those boys, you didn't see a lot of those guys dropping balls when we played against them, there wasn't a lot of drops going on there. And after the games, if they dropped, they have to do the same thing. And I was popping off to a Chicago bear uh, fan that we should bench our guys after these penalties, maybe bench them for a quarter or a half quarter or a game. And maybe somebody like Brown or, um, there's another one that's really famous on our team that loves to get penalties. I think it was McDonald, maybe. But they get two or three a game that kills us. You know, when you start adding them up, 45, 60 yards and penalties on one person, it's time to bench that guy and or make him, make him run or do something until they get it through their heads that they can't do it. Because they were saying that the players for uh, Chicago are well – they're very good, and they they don't drop a practice. It's a it's a rarity for them to drop a practice now. Hmm. What's interesting in Chicago is um, there's a big ruckus going on with uh, Vic Fangio. Um, Vic Fangio hasn't been re-signed for next year, and you know there was a story. Um, I think it's East Bean Chicago by Tom Waddle out here, uh, the East Bean X-Bear. Um, sometimes I, I don't follow network in that, but, um, you know, they were saying uh, maybe they don't want to re-sign Fangio. I'm like, please, don't, don't re-sign him. Let's get him back over here. <laughs> please make that make that go. <laughs> We'd love to see that, but I don't, think, I don't think Fangio would come back because they let him go. He was frustrated when they let him go. I don't think he would even give us two seconds of time at this point. I think if Jason Lockford was right and 
Shanahan did come back, um, but I think there'd be a good chance he he would entertain the idea. I think he would entertain it. <laughs> he might entertain it, but I think the Forty ers have made so many bad calls now and let so many people go they shouldn't have let go, and a lot of bad feelings. I guess. I mean, there was bad blood there. There's bad feelings with that whole thing because Fangio didn't see himself leaving here, and he wasn't even thinking he was going to be leaving. So, I mean, it's been done with a couple of people now that I don't even think they would – I think they might just look at you and laugh at this point. Well, the other uh, the other hot rumor this week was Jim Harbaugh leaving to go to Detroit. Or not Detroit. Uh, uh, Rams. The Rams. And Harbaugh came out to the – I guess before the, they had a rally going on this week. He's like, there is no way in pot belly I'm leaving. There's no way I'm leaving. And Harbaugh doesn't say that unless he means it. <laughs> well, he has his dream job. That was his dream job. So why would he even indulge in leaving his dream job? And then why would he even indulge in being NFL when he said that he was done with the NFL and he wanted out of the stress and wanted less stress? Now, we all know Jim Harbaugh is stressed. He stresses himself. He's, he's a stressful guy. But I think mm-hmm. he's more happier. He, he seems happier. You still see him throw the clipboard and break stuff. And, I mean, I, I laugh every time I see it. But he seems more <laughs> like like that's where he belongs. And breaking his headset against Ohio State, that was great. That um, was awesome. I mean, that was just him. Yeah, it was that perfect. was Jim Harbaugh. That was nice to see him mm-hmm. again like that. Um, it's a pa- it's I mean, passion. It's just passion. I mean, I do think eventually he'll – I think eventually he does want to coach the NFL one, one more time, but I, I don't – you know, I – Maybe three years down the line, they, he maybe thinks about it. Maybe if he wins a national championship and says, okay, maybe I want to try the NFL one more time um, in the right situation. But I'll tell you what, the L.A. Rams are not the situation. He's going to go to hey, a winning program. Now, listen carefully. Now, wouldn't that be – somebody said this, and I, I started laughing about it. You might have said it to me. Isn't that a slap in Oakland's face? Oakland begged and wanted him, but he'll come back to, to, to California and take the Rams team as a coach. And that would be a slap in the Rams' face because the Rams basically begged him. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Just to talk for a couple uh, minutes. Oh, my God. Yeah, and then, the, and then, you know, the other rumor is that if Harbaugh goes to Rams, this would be why Kaepernick opted to go out. Now, Kaepernick says yeah. he hasn't opted. He'll he'll take that choice after the season. But some people feel that if Jim Harbaugh was to go to Raider uh, to Rams, Kaepernick would be right behind him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I mean, it, it would make sense if that was good. Yeah, but I think it I would think be. It's not. Was... It's not. It's just rumors because nobody has anything I, I... better to do <laughs> than steer pots, especially the media in the Bay Area. First of all, I think Roger Goodell would have something to say about that. <laughs> I, I believe that's some kind of tampering rules. <laughs> he did something well, like that. technically, how, no, technically, stop and think about it. 
there's no tampering if you're not a coach yet and you were talking about, hey, how sweet would it be if we got back together? Da, 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 da. He's not an NFL coach at that point. How yeah. do you justify it all? You can't. He's not NFL. He's not. He's just a college coach talking to his former player. You know, it'd be great if you go back to being, you know, too bad I don't have a team. If I got a team, what would you do? Would you come back to my team? Kaepernick says, heck yeah, I'd be there. Well, okay, if it happens in three months, there's nothing nobody can do because he was an NFL coach and it was just friends talking to friends. Yeah, no, you're right. So, I mean, <laughs> it's a catch-22, but... That would be interesting. Yeah. You know, you got the Oakland Raiders staying, too. Ronnie Rock got his vote passed last night. I mean, he's still got some votes to go through. I mean, it's got to go in front of the owners now. But, yeah, the owners are going to pass it to stay in Oakland. And what's this? Okay, so the Chargers got this. The Chargers got it approved to move to L.A.? Did I hear that right? The Chargers were approved to go with the Rams if they wanted to. They had till, I think they had till January. I think they almost, yeah. So they had till January to say yes or no to it. They can either go with them or they stay in San Diego. Yeah, they can either go and share the facility with the Rams or they can stay in San Diego. If they opt out of it, then Raiders basically could say, okay, we'll share with the Rams. But Mm. now it's gotten to the point to where the Rams I mean, the Raiders actually have Ronnie Lott and his investors who actually uh, got it passed last night to stay and try to bid it and keep it in Oakland. So pretty much he's got the investors and they have it all settled and ready to go. But it's going to be up to, I think they said it's actually technically up to the owners now to decide because Mark Davis wants to go to Vegas. But ultimately, I think the owners are going to try to keep him in Oakland. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. That's very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a lot of and a lot of talk. I mean, a lot, a lot of talk here right now. You know, a lot of 49er fans. Oh, well, Ronnie Lott. Well, Ronnie Lott is Ronnie Lott. He's trying to save a team, you know? Doesn't matter yeah. if he was a 49er at some point. Mhm. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Well, yeah, this week might be a good week to fall asleep during the game. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to hey, watching this game. <laughs> you know, you know, you guys were saying that earlier about no more wins. And I, you guys said something about definitely not going to win Seattle. Don't be surprised on that Seattle game. If you look at I, I've been laughing at listening to people and watching things lately. Seattle, mm-hmm. Wilson had four interceptions this last week. He threw four interceptions. They look like crap out there. The whole team, the team didn't even look good out there. It was just a. I was just, I finally turned it off. I'm like, I can't even watch this any longer. <laughs> and you heard no, you heard no crickets or anything going to Seattle fans either. But what would that do for Kaepernick? This is a revenge game for him. 
How many games has he lost against them on our home field? So this might be a game that they, not that I'm going to say they're going to blow anybody away or anything, but I think it's going to be a game that they're going to fight for. And if somebody, we might get shots on this one. It's a home game. It's, you know, a lot of vengeance out there. They don't have the same players. You know, a lot of those players are hurt too. But when you look at, I, I went for actually, I, I was actually rooting for them because I couldn't see Aaron Rodgers come back and be that good quarterback that he's been for so long. And he looked like a friggin' the best quarterback in football right now against this team because they're just, I mean, four interceptions and this team just fell apart. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm. This is what. I'm. This, this is what usually happens. Be... So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, Just when I thought I was they out, they pull me back in. Every time. Yeah, you know that's I'm I'm calling that one as an upset. I'm that's going to be my. I mean, I called before the season started two and fourteen, and if we don't have those two before that game, that I think is going to be my upset for the year. I'm gonna call it as, that's the upset of the year. Yeah, my my upset was was against Seattle, but unfortunately it was at Seattle. <laughs> it was at yeah. See, that's so. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so, there's so much on this game. I mean, you look at our what happened. You know, they ate their turkey on our field. They we've lost Kaepernick. Lost them. It's just redemption for Kaepernick if he gets out there and can really. They have come a long way and. People can still say, oh, well, that's the worst game and da-da-da-da. It is. It is. But look at the little things that they've accomplished and Kaepernick's accomplished since he came back. He's a totally different different person. And I was going to say this earlier, too. I saw him out there on the field before the game. And you know how it's always been Willis and Bowen, uh, Bowman and those guys out there doing the rah-rah before the game with the players. Mm-hmm. It was Kaepernick, which shocked me. And it actually was mic'd up. I think uh, Buckner was mic'd up, and Buckner was right by him. And he was literally being a leader of that team that day. And I was, like, shocked because you don't see that out of – you've never seen that. I haven't seen it for the last two years I watched him play, three. I've never seen him do this because it's always been somebody else – leading that team, but it is him right now. And those players were getting into his rah-rah little thing there, and I was like, wow, that's something. And I I thought after, I didn't think about it at the time, but I should have recorded it and put it on Facebook or something because it was surprising to see. Yeah, that is that is pretty surprising. You know? Because mm. a lot of people, yeah, that's... Uh... You know, we were talking about that a couple weeks ago about leadership and who's mm-hmm. leaders. I mean, you need a lot more than <laughs> a lot more of them. I mean, well, we have no veterans. You, you look at it now. There, who's a veteran out there? Yeah, there is none. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. You're absolutely right. No, so. Wow, man, 
I am. Uh, I'll still watch it. I know I will. <laughs> I you gotta watch it. You can't give up now. No, I'll still watch it. Mm, I know I will. I mean, I flipped my TV fifty times, but my TV's still here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It is what it is, you know. We'll continue to watch it and swear it and cuss at it. And <laughs> but, I mean, that's what we do. We're faithful. You know, so. So, yeah. So, uh, so tomorrow, Undisputed, K-9's on, huh? Yes, he confirmed tonight. So it's going to be fun. Cornelius Greenwich. Canine. That's going to be yeah, inter- interesting. Have, yeah. Yes, we have Cornelius tomorrow night, Cornelius Brundage, which is Canine. And then uh, the following week, we have Anthony, um, another MMA fighter. And then the last uh, show of the year, we have Amanda Bell, Lady Killer. Nice. Yeah, so it's a pretty good line that we got going over there. No, uh, my boy, no, can't get him, huh? Here, I could try all day long to get that boy. He ain't coming on. <laughs> he's too busy. Oh, he's getting yeah. ready to have a baby and stuff. I think he's, I think he, isn't he just taking time away and everything right now? Getting ready to have the baby. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I love that guy. He's too popular. I'd love to get him on, but it's almost impossible to get him. This was the best. I, this, uh, I'm going to play this. I don't care. <laughs> I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. <laughs> to do the chance to the... <laughs> <laughs> I love Connor. Connor McGregor. Nice. There's boy. <laughs> love it. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> well, there's going to be a lot to talk about tomorrow, so uh, definitely check yeah. that out. It's, uh, they'll be on 7 p.m. Pacific time with an undisputed with Brian, not me. Another Brian and Mr. Dominic. And uh, I will definitely be tuning in for that one. And uh, I would like to uh, thank for everyone uh, listening to Niners Radio. Um, for Mr. Matt Barrows coming in and me screwing up who he worked for. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I was surprised when He's you like, said it. I'm like, <laughs> when I when I heard you say it, I'm like, oh no, what did he just say? The Chronicle. Where did you get that at? I was like, he said Sacramento. Uh, I was thinking, <laughs> I was thinking of Grant. And I was like, I just didn't say what but, I thought. I just but yeah, I did. Mm. But, but Grant's not even the Chronicle. He, yeah, he, where, who is from the Chronicle? Grant is. None that I know. That's why I was laughing. Democrat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Him? Yeah, because yeah. yeah, he's from mine. So he's from the Democrat. 
the press Democrat, and then Tim is from Mercury News. So when you said that, I'm like, well, who's he thinking of right now? Because I don't know anybody. I'm sure there's somebody, but I don't know him. I've never really talked to anybody from the Chronicle that I remember. I don't know where I got that from. <laughs> brain fart, I guess. <laughs> brain fart. <laughs> well, it's funny because there has to be somebody because, you, of course, you're from the Midwest. You yeah. would have to somehow you have the name of the paper, which is the right name of a of a paper, just not the one he works for. So for you to have that name, you have to know somebody. Obviously, they have that name. San Francisco Chronicle. <laughs> I don't even know who works for them. I don't know, but we'll know after the show when we both go and start looking and see. Yeah. Well, someone's got to work for them, right? Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, no, i got to know now. I want to know. <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> what can you do? What can you do? Oh, well. It might be because the K and BR, you know, the thing with... Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Oh, well, who does uh, the one that reported everything, who does he work for? Uh, CBS. <laughs> uh, let's see, that's how much I care about what he was saying. Because I know Jason Cole, I don't listen to Jason Cole a lot, but he said that he talked to um, Dr. York, and Dr. York basically said that they haven't even indulged or even talked about even taking Ted out of the equation. So that's why I don't even, I don't even, you know, I, I put it on my Facebook all the time. Stop listening to the media because they're looking for a story. And it doesn't matter what the story is. It doesn't matter who gets hurt long as they get their name out there. And they're the first one to report it. And somebody can give them a bag of trash to report it, And they're going to report it. And then, Ten minutes later, it's going to come out that that's not how it's supposed to be reported, or that wasn't even a story. It was totally different. But, I mean, I don't listen to anything except for beat writers and people that I trust enough to know. And as far as the media goes, I every time I tell everybody, quit listening to the media, and then I've got people saying, we're going to listen to you. No, don't listen to me either. <laughs> I mean, it's very rare that you or I say something that's not – happening or whatever but yeah don't put everything into me either okay i figure it out eric branch oh mr branch that's right okay he worked for the san francisco chronicle yeah because i had me, I was like, okay okay yeah it makes sense i was like okay where's ian rapaport no so i was no. like okay let's go with eman no i was sitting here trying to um, and like chris bitterman i'm like Oh my god! I'm like circling all these guys in my head right now, and I'm like, no, none of them. I forgot about Branch. Yep. Oh boy. <laughs> that's what happens when we can't. That's what happens with us when we can't remember something. We we get caught up yep. in looking it up and trying to figure out the answer. You know, when you're one and twelve, season's almost over. You're thinking draft already. San Francisco Chronicle, and I think I wrote it on the, uh, yeah, I, I you, did. You did. You, San Francisco you did. Chronicle. San Francisco Chronicle. Have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for the show. Yeah. And I didn't even catch it, and that's funny because I, well, I didn't even post it tonight because I saw you did it, 
usually I would check and read it and see what it said, and I didn't do that tonight, or I would have said something to you earlier. No more writing uh, writing shows at midnight. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a possibility. <laughs> yep, trying to so. do it last minute. Yeah, 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 yeah. Last minute doesn't right. work for anybody. No, it sure doesn't. It sure doesn't. Well, all right. So, uh, well, yeah. That was a fast, okay. fast show tonight. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Very fast show. And uh, so, yeah, we'll be back uh, next Wednesday on Niners Radio. Me and Dina will be here, maybe Jeff. Maybe some mom from San Francisco Chronicle. I don't know. <laughs> oh my goodness! I was calling and say, "Hey, we we messed up last week. Can you can you give us a a reporter to interview?" <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. no. Next week. The, who do we have next week? Uh, who do we have next week? Oh, we don't have. I think we thought we were going to have some um, Evans, but. Oh yeah, Mr. Keith Evans. Well, yes. you know what? We'll have a surprise guest next week. I think I know exactly who okay. I'm going to talk to. Okay. So you guys might want to tune in because we might have more than one. Okay. Kind of like a season finale almost. I know. Right? Oh, that's three weeks. Jeez. Okay. We're going to have to do fireworks and everything for the last one. You got that ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Going to yep. download yep. some yep. fireworks. <laughs> No kidding. No gone by fast. Wow. Our season's almost up. Oh my gosh, we must go all this time with no football. I gotta entertain myself. It's been a weird year. It's been a real weird year. (laughs) It's been you know, somebody said something to me the other night, I think it was my son probably, about aren't you watching football? And I'm like, Huh? And he was like Hmm. Since when do you not have football on the TV all day Sunday, Monday night and Thursday night, and I walk out here on a Monday night and my mom doesn't have football on? <laughs> and I started You're laughing like, because, oh, damn, because I've, had, it's, I've had very few. I've, I think I haven't watched a whole game of any team at all. I think the most I've watched is this weekend. I actually t- tuned in at some point, like the last, like two quarters of the Eagles game against the Redskins and there was a altercation and a big fight and they kept piling up wanting to fight and the whole benches were coming off and I got excited and stayed for that, that game. I actually missed the kickoff for the 49ers because I was so caught up in their fighting. And then I was like, oh, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> and my mm-hmm. son's like, that's the only time I've seen you watch a game. You have not been watching because every year I watch them every single game I can get. I even I'll go to Red Zone and hit everything I can to see everything and get you know watch all these players and everything. Because yeah, I'm a 49er fan, you know, far first, but I'm passionate about football, so I like to watch all teams, all players, and get to know the players because you never know which players come into our team next, you know. So I like to know who they are. Yeah. I get caught up in it, and this year I have not. I don't know if it's just a drain from the 49ers, but I just like, yeah, kind of thing. Or if it's just, I don't know. But usually I watch at least 
you know, three games, four games a week plus the 49ers, and I have not done that this season at all. And it's just, I don't know if it's the rule changes and all the things they keep doing with it. I mean, you know, I noticed the, you noticed the, um, what is it, the Pro Bowl. Is it the Pro Bowl that they're going to change up this year? They're going to make it like a dodgeball? It's like, just leave football alone. If anything, let them go out there and be down and dirty, take all the rules out, and let them just have a heyday out there. No rules. Just go for it. Do whatever you need to do out there. Why dodgeball? What the? I don't know. Why don't they just put a pool table out there, too, and let them shoot pool while they're playing and, you know, have a bar? I don't know. Just leave it alone. <laughs> I guess that people don't watch the Pro Bowl anymore. Everybody's bored with it. We don't watch it. I don't even watch it. Now, why used to be so excited to watch it? But it's there's so many rules and stuff. And then half the time, most of the players that are actually supposed to be the first string out there are calling out because they're in the Super Bowl. I think last year, how many called out? Like 11 players decided not to mm-hmm. go because they're in the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. Yep. Why why bother watching, you know, if there's nobody exciting out there, you know? Your your first quarterback was supposed to be your starting quarterback was supposed to be Tom Brady. Well his Super Bowl, so he wasn't going, which I could care less, but he was the starter. So it's like mm-hmm. I mean, I noticed that a lot of people don't go there anymore and I noticed that their tele their televised is not a is not a big the audience isn't big any longer either. No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, everybody skips it just to wait for the next week for the Super Bowl, you know? Which, every year I've made sure I've watched football all the way through into the Super Bowl. I don't miss anything. And this year I'm just like, yeah, who cares about the Pro Bowl? You know, I might watch the Super Bowl. You know, I don't see any great teams this year. I mean, it's just, the season's weird. I mean, I, I think Kansas City's fun to watch this year. Um, no one in the NFC, really. No, somebody said that today about the NFC, that they've messed up the NFC. Minnesota, when they were, when Minnesota was on that roll, Minnesota was fun to watch. You know, I like Minnesota. I mean, unfortunately, I mean, Bradford is Bradford. He's only going to go so far, and, you know, without. Now, if they had Bridgewater in the shirt, I think they would have been one to watch for. Yeah. If Bridgewater hadn't got hurt, they would have been the team to watch for. Uh, you know, uh, the Lions are excited to watch, even though they don't have Calvin Johnson. Stafford, he's yeah, he's awesome yep. out there. He, you know, I watched him last week again too, and you know, he just hit those guys and twirled himself right into the end zone. I'm like, whoa, where'd he come from? You know, yeah. he's He's been kind of near yep. for a couple of years now, and then this year, but he's he's doing things. And I don't know, you know, if it's if it's better linemen that he's got this year, or you know, I mean, you would think that missing Calvin Johnson would have been an issue, but no, that's not an issue. Yeah, not so much. Not so much. No, not so much. I tell you. So there's some. Ex- I mean, Dolphins. Look at the Dolphins. Who thought? Who, yeah. who saw the, this coming with the Dolphins? I didn't see it coming. 
I would have told you you're crazy if you thought the Dolphins are going to win more than three or four games this year. And they're what? Yeah. Five or six straight? Mm-hmm. Six straight. I think they're going for their seventh one this week. Now you got the Cowboys with the best record. You have uh, Arizona below 500. I mean, yeah, Seattle. Didn't see that <laughs> Who saw Aaron Rodgers fall apart? Yeah. The guy I mean, is just not. He looked good this last weekend. He looked like the old Aaron Rodgers this last weekend. Yeah. But so then, say, he hasn't really yeah. been a good game for a while. No. No. He, I mean, all these teams that I was, I would have, we they'd win these games and they just got dumped on. You know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. got Jordy Nelson back. He has he has weapons. He's just and you know he's just not throwing the ball right. The ball he's doing a Kaepernick thing almost. But then again, some people say that a lot of these quarterbacks are having issues because deflategate. Because a lot of these guys and Aaron Rodgers was one of them. His hands are big, and he doesn't. It's not deflating his. He want. He likes his ball super inflated. And now that they're checking the PSI and all these balls, all these games, these players aren't getting those balls now. So, is it possible that this is why Aaron Rodgers has gone off kilter with his throws? His throws are horrible at times. He's underthrowing. He's overthrowing. He's all over the place. I'm like, oh my goodness, what happened to the Aaron Rodgers that we knew two years ago? But. Is it possible that that is why? You know, that he was used to the ball being firmer than it is now and he could throw better? Yeah. I mean, I'm not, a, I'm not a player, so I can't tell you, but it makes sense. It, could, it makes a lot of sense when you see that last season he was awesome out there and looked good, and then this season's completely opposite. He looks horrible half the time. Man, <laughs> just don't know. Just don't know. Mm. Mm. What was cool this week, though? Patrick Will is coming back to San Francisco. He was Buckhorn. That was he was cool. pumping that crowd. Did you see him pumping the crowd? Yeah. I mean, he was so excited to be out there, and that crowd was just screaming for him, and he was. Almost like a cheerleader on the sidelines over there. In fact, I did yeah. tell him, I did, I did actually tweet and say thanks for the rah rahs because he was out there almost like a cheerleader, dancing around and you know. And I was like, wow, he's excited. Oh boy. Well. All right. Well, I guess we should end the show. Uh, let's do it old school way. We haven't played this in a while, and. Uh, Until next week, everybody, thanks for listening to Niners Radio on Doc of the Bay Sports Radio.